0: Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast and for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Welcome today. We are doing the 12 Conditions of a Miracle by Todd Michael. And this is week seven, which is visualizing wanted to go over the last couple of conditions uh, that, well, the last six conditions that lead up to this. So if you missed what they are, you can be in the loop. The first condition of a miracle is that miracles begin with emptiness. And the second is that miracles are created with alignment. So we align ourselves with spirit, with source. The third one is that we need to ask for what we want in order for miracles to happen. And the fourth condition is to maximize the use of what gifts we currently have. The fifth condition is to express selfless generosity. So part of the way to create miracles in our lives is to give, to create the circulation of the universe, to have it create flow. And the last one that we studied last week was to ground yourself so the current of spirit can flow through you. So that's our brief recap. And this week, we're focusing on visualization. And so the condition this week is to visualize the desired end as if it has already occurred. And one thing that's really cool about this, uh, people have talked about visualization forever, and the self-help movement, the new thought movement, and fortunately, it's been long enough that the scientific world has done some great studies on visualization and how it actually helps achieve what we'd love to have. So a lot of people talk about um, athletes visualizing the the course that, like if they're a runner, they visualize the running course that they're going to be on. Um, And it, it activates the, the centers in our brain that are active when we're actually doing the activity. So that's what scientific research has found out. It's so, it's so interesting. So as, as we visualize an action, our brain responds in a certain way. And as we do the action, our brain responds in the same way as a visualization. So it's as if we're setting the stage for it as if we're doing it. Sometimes you can even, um, it's like athletes train in their mind just as much as they train in their body. And the interesting thing about this is there's a a great example for um, how visualization, how visualization increases brain activation when there's a stroke patient. So when a person has a stroke due to a blood, cl- a blood clot, then in like a blood clot in a brain artery, for instance, blood can't reach the tissue of the artery once, once it's... So it can't reach the tissue. And whenever you the, the blood can't re- reach the tissue, it can't be fed with oxygen and nutrients, and then the tissue dies. So when the tissue dies, then the person with the, the stroke permanently loses movement. If, however, the person with a stroke imagines moving their affected arm or leg or face, then blood, brain blood flows to the affected area and it increases surrounding brain tissue and it's saved. So the act of visualization literally can cause things to revive themselves. So that's a really uh, fascinating study that they had. It's like, it's so helpful for doctors who have stroke victims to, to have them imagine that their hands are moving, imagine that their face is moving right after the stroke because it revitalizes the brain and it helps it come alive versus not visualizing it. So it's so powerful to just think about that. Like something would die, some brain tissue would die if, if, uh, if just if we went by our, our normal behaviors. But if we visualize it working, all of a sudden, for some mysterious reason, it starts working. So it has a tangible physical effect on, on what we're doing in the world. So it's a super, super powerful tool. And it's, it's more powerful than, you know, it's, I mean, it's one of our most powerful tools that we have available to us. So here's the deal though. What I love about this in the story or whenever uh, Todd Michaels is talking, Dr. Dr. Michael t- is talking about the 12 conditions of a miracle. He talks about the fact that you don't do the miracle, spirit does. So this is really important, important to think about. That each and every one of us are like a conduit, for instance, a conduit for spirit. So, so I'm not necessarily like, I'm not doing the heavy lifting. I'm not doing the, the person who's imagining or visualizing. They're not actually creating the cure. They're not the ones doing the work. They're just creating the condition for the miracle to happen. And so when you put off, uh, the idea that you're doing the work to me, it's kind of freeing. So, uh, for instance, I think about when I teach practitioner classes, it, practitioners, uh, often when they're new and they're, and they're taking classes on becoming a practitioner, they, they think, oh, if I pray for somebody and There's not a healing, it's my fault. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you are affirming the knowingness that God is creating the healing. And whatever it looks like is what, what it looks like. So the healing is the healing. It's not you that's doing the work, it's God that's doing the work. So you do a prayer, you just release your prayer and you know that it's happening. Like it's not you creating it no you're just doing the prayer you're just doing the words you're just affirming you're seeing it you're feeling it you're knowing it but you're actually not like out there like you know rearranging cells and and putting people in the right and perfect places like you're not doing that that's spirit that's what spirit does and uh todd michael had a great example he said that he he was telling a story. So he's a doctor, right? And he was telling a story about a, a woman he got called in and a woman was dying. And it actually was a woman who's like a really good friend of his. It was uh, the, his, his pastor's wife and a huge community member, a huge giver. And in the story that he talks about, he says like he did everything medically possible for this woman to live. He was giving her the right you know, um, dosages of medicine, the emergency medicine and all the right procedures and uh, everything to, to help the the woman have her life saved. And then she was just going downhill. She was just going downhill. And he was like, I've done everything med- medically possible to help this woman. And then he realized like, well, I've done everything medically possible, but I haven't visualized her sitting up and being well. Like I actually haven't done this, that kind of spiritual acknowledgement. Like, huh, I'd like to see her. I'd love to see her just sitting and looking in my face and saying, Oh, doctor. And just having a conversation about her being well. And so he went ahead and he thought, I have nothing to lose. She's going to die. I might as well visualize this. So he does visualize it. And he said, he, something had happened with her tube. So he walked around the the table to to adjust the the tubes that were in her arm, and like within a couple of seconds, she opened her eyes. She looked at him and she said, "Doctor, I'm doing well." <laughs> like it's just, and it was a miracle. I mean, it, he, he was like there was nothing in the medical world that 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 would made that happen. There was nothing. He said everything was was lost, except for the fact that he open to the idea to the possibility of of seeing her as well and what a benefit it would be if she were well so he went ahead and did that and then a miracle happened so you know it's like why not try why why not open to what's possible uh so the next point that I think is really wonderful that he talks about in the book. He talks about looking up and which is, which is something that we teach a lot here at center for Spiritual living Seattle. We talk about looking up because there is something that activates our, our, it's like, when I look up, I am connecting with a higher power. I am connecting with a higher power. And there's an exercise that that Dr. Kathy Ann does that where she talks about like have a condition in your life and the the condition, um, it, you know, whatever you're saying that you challenge that you're, de- you know, that you're dealing with, and to go ahead and look down to the ground and just think about this challenging condition. And then to look out in front of you and think about the challenging condition, and then look up and think about the challenging condition. And every time I've done this exercise, when I look down, I feel depressed. (laughs) And then when I look uh, ahead of me, I feel like I'm okay. I feel like I'm open to possibilities. But when I look up, it's like something in me lets go. And I surrender to that infinite presence and source So it's really interesting um, that Todd Michael talks about the same thing. And in the book, he talks about, and he had taken the the story of Jesus feeding the, um, you know, taking the loaves and fishes and feeding the many. And and in the story, he talks about these particular lines. It says in the Bible, it says, he takes the, the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven. So he takes these things and he looks up. And it's just really interesting to focus our attention on the source. So in the book, he says, the channel or pipeline that that will connect you with the source is not made up of tile or plastic. It's made up of consciousness. And when your thoughts focus on the source and dwell at the source, you will establish contact with the source. There's only one source for all forms of supply. So he basically, when Jesus looked up, he elevated his consciousness. So something that I really love that Jesus talks about or or Todd Michael talks about is that form follows thought. So form, excuse me, I have something in my throat. (laughs) Form follows thought, which means that we think it first, we acknowledge it first, and then it comes into form or into being. So when your thoughts are focused on source, when you're thinking about source, then you're connecting with something that's even bigger than your own possibility, and you allow that possibility to come into being. That's the beauty of what we're talking about here. So in other words, the best way for you to create miracles in your life is for you to visualize your desired end. Because form follows thought, form, it forms within your reality, the the forms will shift to manifest what you're visualizing. Circumstances will change as your consciousness up up levels and goes to a higher experience. So you need to believe it in your mind's eye first in order for it to come to pass. So that's a really important thing. And I really love, I really love in the in the book, he says. Since form always follows thought and because like attracts like, what you believe will automatically manifest into solid form materiality. reality. So at the very end, I wanna conclude with his way to activate the seventh condition in our lives, which is visualization. And the first thing you need to do is design your visualization based on what you have requested as a miracle. So remember on step three was to ask for what you want so ask for what you want, you, you write it down, but then you need to design your visual, visual visualization. I can say that word um, on your request. And then instead of seeing things, see yourself having the feelings or emotions that you have. If you receive the miracle. So it's not about the thing. It's about the feeling and the experience that, that, that you're going to be receiving. That's a really beautiful thing. So shift yourself into that awareness instead of focusing on the thing, focus on how do you wanna feel when you get that thing and and visualize that. that. And then when you're visualizing, he says to engage your full body in the process. So kind of access all of your senses. So imagine like, okay, here I am, I'm in, I'm in my dream house and I I'm feeling safety and security and love and what do I see I see I see beauty all around me and what do I smell I smell like homemade meals and and I'm tasting those lovely veggies from my garden outside and and um I'm I'm able to to touch my animals that are happy and cozy in my house and and I hear music that I love to dance to as I'm celebrating my, my abode, my safe sanctuary that is my house, right? So that's, that's what you would do is you kind of imagine a full body experience and you, ha- you bring your whole body into the visualization. And the second to last thing he says is to acknowledge doubt. So if you're doubting yourself or you're doubting God or you're doubting the universe, is to just say, oh, look, I have a doubt. This is my doubt. Everybody has doubts. And instead of resisting the doubt, it's just acknowledging it. Like, oh, there's a doubt. And then just let it flow through you. You know, like, oh, okay, there was a doubt. That doesn't mean anything. And just because I have a doubt doesn't mean that the miracle is not going to happen. It just is very human. Everybody has doubts. So you just, you acknowledge it. You don't resist it. You don't put energy on it. You just say, oh, look at that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> and then the last thing is to see how your request will ultimately benefit others. So how will what, you're, what you want for your miracle, how will it be a benefit to others? And I am gonna close with that and leave you um, with, I know and claim for each and every one of you that miracles continue to happen in and through and as you, and I claim that because of this time together, you will see increased miracles. So as I claim that, I say, and so it is.